Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's own Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is according to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Tasman is Where you are watching the internationally known. Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome. To the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther the Third. And now, from the top of Metal Mountain all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the Happy Hill himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? How's it going, Joe? How's it going? Pretty good. So, Geek, are you ready to end International Women's Wrestling Month? Yeah. Okay, let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to from the sunshine from the sunshine sunshine, Sarah Bubbles. Hey guys, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's fine. You tried your best. (laughs) I did. Drunk Howard Finkel. (laughs) Drunk Howard Finkel. Drunk (laughs) announcer. Too many, too many drinks before the show. He said the bar is open bar. I can drink as much as I want. You, you got to go to do your job. What job? I have a job. That's I already went to my job. <laughs> I already went to my job. I was at my job a minute ago. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, if our fans aren't familiar with you, introduce yourself. Well, um, I'm Sarah Bubbles. And I'm kind of new to the wrestling world, but that doesn't mean anything at all. Um, I've been training really hard, been working my butt off, learning as much as I can. And when I come into the ring, I'm just there to have a good time, be super positive. But also I'm there to burst bubbles. (laughs) So um, who's been training you, Sarah? For my first six months of training, I trained under Jillian Hall and Bobby Blaze. Um, And then... Jillian kind of went her own way, and then since then we've just been training with Bobby. Mm-hmm. Ah, we, we had a couple people I trained with Jillian Hall, actually, yeah. Joe. Right? Like we, we had, had um, the Queen of Kentucky. She was trained under Judy, her. Judy Judy Hendricks. Judy mm-hmm. Hendricks. Yeah. Um, I forgot who else. It was like a bunch of other people that mentioned her. I was yeah. like, wow, she's pretty popular as a coach then. <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't know. It's just crazy that like it's a good thing that she's training re- young wrestlers like the the right way. There's more people that get trainers. They're like, okay, you can do what you want in the ring, but that's not a good thing to show the young the youth of, of the wrestling world. You want to show them the right way, Sarah. You know what I mean? Like uh, stuff like that. And and Jillian Hall's a vet too, so there yeah. you go. Right? You need you need good vets like that to help people. So, mm-hmm. um, can? Yeah. So. Uh, what would what did you say your first match was like in front of a crowd? Um, my first match was exhilarating, absolutely. Uh, it, my first match was a tag match, hmm. so um, I had my partner, and then I was up against Reese Ramon. I know she was on here last week, running her yeah. mouth. She was doing a lot of salt, man. Like, she had a lot to say. Um, you know that she has. That's one thing she can do is talk. Yeah. Um, but she was with her partner as well. And we just, we just put it all out there. And then there at the end, her partner did some shady stuff to make sure that they could seal the victory. Mm. So, but it was really awesome. It was a great experience. We had a great crowd. So it was definitely something I'll never forget. That's a one thing that I could say, Sarah, that like, it goes by, it always depends on how the wrestlers react to each other in the ring and everybody, how they plan everything they're supposed to go on. But if the crowd is really into it, 
you know that it's going to be a good match or a good show. If the crowd's dead and sitting on their hands, you know it's going to be like, got to do a big move tonight. Because <laughs> 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 I've seen it. Me, geek, I've seen. We went to two shows in one day. One one day last July. The one show, everybody was like, yeah. yeah. And then the next show we went to, the crowd was really into it. Like, yeah. super into it. Like, jumping up and down. and They, were into, they, they were into everything. Everybody. Everything. Everything. Yeah. That was the one I mentioned before the show on Long Island called Victory Pro that we bought those tickets on a whim. We didn't even know about who was on the roster. We didn't we didn't care. Not, not, not only that, their shows get packed even more and more every single time they come around. Like every month, there's more and more people because more people are finding out about it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is is there any uh any other places you like to travel, Sarah, in the world or in the in the country? I mean, I would love to to get the opportunity to travel, and I know wrestling is a great um, gateway for that. So I I know I've seen a lot of really awesome promotions out in California. Um, there's some good stuff down in Texas, and obviously all along the East Coast, there's a lot of good wrestling promotions. Um, some good stuff up in Canada, Mexico, um, all along Europe. Any of that would be great. Um, you know, the saying is half boots will travel. I'll buy boots if that's what it takes to travel. <laughs> I wrestle in my high top sneakers, but if they need me to get boots, sure, let's do it. <laughs> as long as you could find fu- cool, fuzzy rainbow boots or boots with like like uh, long socks, you're good. <laughs> Whatever they need me to have. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so how did you get your start in the wrestling business? You know, that's such a funny story. Um, so a, a fellow trainee of mine, uh, his, his ring name is Brox Boulder. He is a close friend of mine. Uh, we met before wrestling. Well, actually, before both of us started wrestling. <laughs> um, he was he had started wrestling training, and I was going through a big change in my life. And I was trying to lose some weight. And I told him, I said, man, I haven't lost weight in months. And he said, come to wrestling with me. And I was like, no. I said, you're crazy. Um, I don't know anything about wrestling. I hadn't watched it. I I didn't really have a whole lot of interest in it. And he said, that doesn't matter. He said, just come to wrestling. It's a great workout. You'll be shredding weight before you know it. He said, plus it's therapy that you don't even know that you need. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, I'm not doing that. He said, just give it two weeks. If you're not in love, then you don't have to come back. And I said, okay, fine. Two weeks. But I know you're crazy. I know I'm not going to fall in love with wrestling. So whatever. So I went after my first night, I called one of my friends and I told her, I said, I'm not going back. I said, I was terrified the whole time I was there. I'm already sore. I'm not. And she said, you promised him two weeks. You're going to finish it out. And by the end of my two weeks, I was obsessed. Like (laughs) I was YouTubing. I was asking the guys in training, like who I should be researching so that I can learn like how I should be moving in the ring. They were giving me names of women that I should be researching. And like from then on, it's just became a way of life almost like I'm constantly watching whatever I can find on TV. I have fight TV on my phone. Now I watch YouTube um, matches or just clips, or I follow Santino brothers wrestling on YouTube and I watch anything that they can give me. Like, <laughs> So I've learned a lot in nine months because that's how long I've been training in case I didn't mention that, but it all started just because I thought my friend was crazy. <laughs> Turns out that's- he's not. That's an awesome story, by the way. That's awesome, Sarah. There's a wrestler you should definitely put on your list of people to check out on YouTube. Um, her name is Amy Crimson. She's from Canada. She wrestles under the Santino Brothers School. No, it she's, does. I, I oh, thought I th- Santino. No. Santino. I think Santino, she's under Santino Morella's school. She's a really good wrestler. She's been on our podcast too. She's a really good wrestler, and really sweet person too. Like if, if she's a you could just look her up, uh, Amy Crimson. She, she'll, I guess, if you know wrestlers talk to other wrestlers, she'd be really good to talk to about advice about things and stuff like that in the ring. But yeah, uh, Amy Crimson, definitely check her out. She's really That's good. That's awesome. I'll have to remember yeah. that. Yeah, but there's I'll a weird San- thing after the show. There is a Santino school though, a Santino Brothers school. I think it's in California. 
I oh. think so too. Yeah. I think that's the one you're referring to, right? The one yeah. In the one in California. I'm thinking of Santino. <laughs> thinking of the no, not Santino Morello. No, um, it's Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. I think is how they call it. And so they have like a whole series of just little instructional videos where they'll just be like uh, the right way to do an arm drag, the right way to run the ropes, the right way to do a body slam. And I have like horrible raging ADHD. So my attention span is about two and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> and so a video that's like that, instead of a two hour long, you know, crazy video, that's how I can learn stuff a lot better. Um, which, you know, Bobby is, he's an amazing trainer and he teaches us really well in the ring. But then if I'm at home and I'm like, wait, so how do I do that? I've noticed that the Santino brothers, their instruction, like their way of teaching is very similar to Bobby's. And I don't ever want to learn something two different ways. Um, and so I, I always refer to them when I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's always a good thing to learn, like from some, some of the best, you know, with some of the best bets, you know, and that, that's some of the advice some of the wrestlers have given over the, over the, um, is always get trained by someone who knows what they're doing. Like, a vet. oh my gosh, yeah, like a vet. And you don't, but you don't want someone that's going to go there and take your money either so you want a, re a wreckable school well that's what we uh, i wrestle at ftc wrestling in ironton ohio and we have bobby blaze and he i mean he wrestled with wcw um he wrestled with smoky mountain championship wrestling he wrestled with uh he wrestled in japan he wrestled in australia i'm probably forgetting something because i don't know um but he's i mean he's done it all man i mean he has his own podcast uh bell to bell with bobby blaze he has two books that I don't remember the titles to because I'm awful. Um, <laughs> but he's like, he's on Twitter and probably other things. Um, but I, I know I've probably got some friends out there that are watching. So if you guys are there, please throw Bobby stuff in the chat so that I'm not awful. Um, but he like, he's done it all and he's super knowledgeable. And what you run into a lot, um, is you'll find that wrestling is an industry of egos. Bobby's not yeah. about that. He just loves wrestling and he wants you to learn the right way so that you protect yourself and everyone else around you. Um, and that's one thing I've learned is it's really refreshing to see someone who just cares about making sure you do things the right way, making sure you're safe and really cares about the integrity of the industry. Um, he really will spend, you know, hours making sure you do a body slam the right way <laughs> um and he's he's very patient he's a very patient man and I'm, I'm really grateful for him that he's come into my life in the way that he has that's very good to hear to be honest because you really don't hear about that too much in the wrestling industry you hear so much about the egos and so many people that's very self-centered you don't hear about somebody that cares so much about the business yeah, that's, that's really reassuring. You always hear about the toxic stuff, which is horrible. You know, it's really sad to know like there's trainers out there just there to make the wrestler feel like they're like they they don't know what they're doing. But there's good to know like Bobby Blaze is there to teach you step by step, so you don't hurt yourself while you're doing a match or doing training. He wants or hurt you to somebody. Be, you don't want to hurt yourself or somebody else. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very much, he's a genuine, just kind-hearted, loving man. And he's really there for us. And he always thanks us for coming to training, um, tells us that he knows we don't have to be there, we don't have to show up, and that we're just there to make sure that we, we can be the best version of ourselves. Um, I always think that's so cool. When he thanks us for coming to training, I'm like, hello, like we should be thanking you for coming to teach us, yeah. which we do. You know, I mean, we always say thank you, Bobby, and we always clap at the end of training. And it's a really cool atmosphere. Um to in our training um we're always like a big we're just like a big family um i i say those boys are like my brothers because they really are um which is odd you would think wrestlers work always kind of against each other because it's always it's kind of a an industry where you just want to be the best you can be but we're all just cheering each other on all the time and that's really how it is over there that's super awesome to hear that people are all but like everybody at the training facility is so supportive with each other because you've heard I've I've I don't know if geese heard I've heard some like very like 
crazy stuff about like training and they're like everybody does their own thing and they, they don't care about each other they just care about themselves and like they'll, they'll chop like their legs off but not not literally but like you know they'll say you know what i mean like they'll say like oh i'm gonna get to the top i don't care what it takes you know to not get about her down. If, yeah. if i have to take her down to get on top of her to get the coach to look at me i'll take her down and not care about what how she's gonna take it uh-huh. So, yeah, it's good to know that they're supportive. Everybody gets it. Everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. It's it's like us, me and Joe with the podcast too. Me and Joe love working with other podcasts, even though you know we're competitive. We're all working together because we're all friends in this industry. So, yeah. Like know? the after the podcast, we'll tell our friends, "Hey, you should definitely talk to Sarah Bubble. She may be new in the business, but it's good to have help her get her name out there." Mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate that too. I mean, it's, it's all about just being known and networking. And I mean, yeah, obviously I need to be a good wrestler and I want to be a good wrestler, but it does me no good to be a good wrestler. If nobody knows that I exist. Yeah. Yeah. So gotta be known. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? What's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Steven. Hi, Steven. And then, and, um, Anthony says, pin me, pay me. And I'll kick out it to Bobby, one of Bobby's books. Yeah, those are Bobby's books. A book from uh, Reese. She was mentioned in that book. Mm-hmm. She, they, she mentioned all those books. Thanks, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Surprised they didn't make a movie yet. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? One of his books. Fav- favorite wrestlers growing up. I knew I was going to get this question. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how to say your your screen name. Please don't hate me. I didn't watch wrestling growing up. Um, so I didn't have a favorite wrestler growing up. <laughs> um, but my favorite wrestlers right now. Um, listen, I love me some Kevin Owens for personal reasons. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, but I've also in my research, I have found that I really like Beth Phoenix. Um, like in her older stuff and her newer stuff, just all of, all of Beth Phoenix. I just love her. Um, and then I'm so bad with remembering names. It's like, it's scary. Um, the woman, she was just the 24 seven champion. And then Reggie just took it. What's her, I could see her face. Me too. What's her name? She does the muscles thing. She always comes out and flexes. Oh my God. What's her name? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Okay. So like um, recently she's been more, a little different than she was when she was first come out when she first. So when she like first came out, I liked that stuff a lot more. She, she painted more toward the powerhouse, which is how I like to, to portray myself. I like to do like, like I'm, I like to be strong. I like to show my power and my strength in the ring. That's how I want to portray myself, mm-hmm. but I'm nice. I'm yeah. a nice powerhouse. Yeah. And I'm supportive. It's always good to be supportive, <laughs> and and I I mean we already could tell the fans must love your your whole persona and stuff like that. So like, they really do. I love my fans so much, but they really love me. Oh my gosh! Listen, I'm going to tell a story. I'm sorry if I talk too much, but it's a podcast. You're supposed to talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> so at the last show that I had, um, which uh, Reese took another cheap shot, and she. Uh, gave me a big blow to the gut and that's how she took me down. But as I'm walking back um, behind the curtain, I'm hearing people just cheering me on and I hear this little tiny voice go, I love you, Sarah Bubbles. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So like that's um, I know I was talking to you guys a little bit earlier, but the kids, man, the, and that's, that's a thing for me, like kids, but the kids just love me. Um, I said, I think it's because I look like Jojo Seawall just a little bit. Um, my colors, like on my gear, it's super extreme. But the kids just love me. They'll they'll come up to my table and they'll ask if they can have a picture with me. They'll ask if they can have my autograph. Um, and I haven't had too many shows. So just to know that I haven't had too much exposure and the kids are already just kind of like flocking to me. That really, like, it warms my heart a little bit. Um, and then, like, women in their like between twenties and forties really love me too. And I'm like, yay. Cause that's me. So, <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. glad they can relate to me too. Um, but every, like, it just seems like 
they just kind of feed off my vibe. You know what I mean? Everybody likes that positive and happy vibe because you don't really see that a whole lot in wrestling. Um, so I don't know. Whatever it is, it's working. <laughs> That's a good thing. You get in the crowd behind you, and you, yeah. don't you think they you really need? I mean, a reaction a, a reaction is better than no reaction. So there you go. You, yeah, you don't want to have the. Well, I forgot wrestler said that you go through the curtain and you're standing there after the announcer says your name and your music hits. And if if and it's crickets. crickets, you know that it's time to go back to the grocery store where you were just working at. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. So what? So so if you're basically a heel, but you're getting cheered, I think it's time to do the flip flop and, and turn face. Yeah. But if you're but if you're a face getting booed. You get do the flip flop again. I mean, the wrestler they don't want to hear crickets. That's the main thing because then the promoter could say, "Hmm, they're getting a nice reaction as a face. Maybe we'll just we'll change them." You know, so it that means nothing. So, yep. So, or, uh, or if if they are getting crickets, then the promoter has to come up with something else. No yeah, idea. that's that's not gonna sell tickets. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, that's not gonna sell tickets, and they'll be like, "Yeah, let's not re, let's not call Sarah for another show. She may have not the, you know, what I mean, like, or in my case, me, like, yeah, I don't think we should call Joe again for that show. I don't. He didn't get any crowd reaction, so why would we call someone that doesn't get any reactions? You know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes the promoter would like to find like the right gimmick for the right person. Sometimes they'll yeah. change the gimmick and well, say, you know what, we'll try something different. It's not the the promoter that makes the gimmick. It's the wrestler. Yeah. They have to think before the show, you know what I mean? That yeah. do a, come out of the curtain and how how would you think your wrestler would be portrayed and stuff like that, right, Sarah? I guess that's how you would do it, right? Being a wrestler, you probably have to do that. I mean, so with my gimmick was actually chosen for me. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of a lot of the students at our school they chose their own a few of us it was chosen for us but that was mostly like those of us who were struggling to find ourselves um then we we were given strong suggestions <laughs> but it worked i mean at first i was like eh. <laughs> but then i just kind of embraced it and ran with it and so far it's paying off okay. yeah yeah, that was a question I was going to ask. Actually, how did you come up with the gimmick for Sarah Bubbles? But yeah, I definitely good. did not. Uh, <laughs> I was given a name by one person. I was given um, kind of a a wardrobe suggestion by another person, um, and then I just kind of took on a persona based off of those two ideas and went with it. Okay. So, um, what is the one type of match you're you want to try that you haven't done yet in the indie scene? So I'm, I don't really understand. Like I'm just trying to learn how to wrestle. (laughs) Like um, I'm assuming you mean like gimmick matches. Yeah. I I don't like those. (laughs) They make me nervous because I have a hard enough time doing regular matches. Um, So I just, I just want to do a regular match and do it the right way. Okay not get hurt not let anyone else get hurt yeah. and let the fans love it yeah okay <laughs> so ftc art of grappling is an absolute family and about making the next crop of talent the best that's brock's boulder he's my bestie he's the one that got me into wrestling hey brock hey, bro- hey how's it going make sure you follow us yeah, right? make, sure you make, make sure you get a hit a hit the big uh follow button and make sure you uh if you have Twitch, give us a nice follow on Twitch as well. Um, Brox is actually our current FTC Art of Grappling champion right now. Wow. He's a belt holder. We have a shout out. Champion right there, Joe. The home because we're the home of champions. We're the internationally known home of champions. I smell a new podcast guest in your future. He's oh, already yes. there. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Brock. Thank you. We'll definitely have to get you on the podcast sooner or later. Just hit us up on uh, if you have Instagram, hit us up. We'll yeah. help you find a date and yeah. a time that works for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so, what's your favorite food? You say. <laughs> um, 
I know you're expecting me to say pizza, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that I am a food loving hometown country girl. And my favorite food is Salisbury steak and mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love geek knows. I love anything. If it's, if it's not nailed down and it's food related, I it's gone. It's like, <laughs> I eat like Slimer from Ghostbusters. If it's not nailed down, I'm eating it. Or if I'm going to find a way to eat it. Sorry. <laughs> Children, my, my little tiny bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Brock says, uh, need that AOG champion. <laughs> yes, need that. I can't it's, as I tell Geek, that our wall is cracking. We have too many titles on the wall now. <laughs> too many title belts. That, that the wall's going to collapse. We have so many belts it's on like, the wall. <laughs> Joe, it's, it's cracking, and I'm the guy that goes, it's fine. Just put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> <laughs> just just put another belt on the wall. It's okay. Put, some, put, some, put another belt over the crack. No, just put a little scotch <laughs> tape. You know what? what the, uh, there's guys that live around me that say, just put some tape on it. It's fine. Just put Listen, some mayonnaise. if you have just a crack in your wall, you're not chewing enough bubble gum. You gotta yeah, yeah. Just put some mayonnaise on it, Joe. Some mayonnaise? <laughs> Whoa, where did that come from? Some mayonnaise? I see. Because there's a lot of guys in my area that would say put some tape on it. Some skill. Some tape, um, scotch tape on it. And it, it fixes everything. Scotch tape. Is it scotch tape? Duct tape. Duct tape. Stick some duct tape on it. It fixes everything. Duct tape fixes everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Or gorilla from, from that movie, my big fat Greek wedding, the mayonnaise, right? Yeah, the mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, here we go, Sarah. What is your favorite um, '90s uh, song or songs? Listen, okay, so I was a—I mean, this is probably obvious, but I was a boy band person. Like, so I loved me some NSYNC and I loved me some Backstreet Boys, um, and I really haven't listened to it too carefully. So I really hope it doesn't have a horrible like dirty meaning that's underlying but i loved dirty pop by nsync like still to this day if it comes on i'm, I'm gonna break it down like in the in the biggest white girl way possible but i'm gonna break it down <laughs> and then your kids are like mom stop it oh they're so like my little girl is 10 so um i'm just the most embarrassing thing that's ever walked the planet like <laughs> but yes um anything nsync or Backstreet Boys, or Aaron Carter. Um, yeah, oh, that was that was where it was, man. <laughs> my sister had all the just. I'm um, at. Well, it's not just me. Um, let's say the guy from the Backstreet Boys, um, blonde. What's the name? Oh my god, Nick Carter. He had the Nick Carter poster on her wall, and on my end, I had like Nev Campbell. I had Gwen Stefani on my wall. My mom had the, uh, she got me the, the, the clothesline. And we had, instead of having posters pinned to the wall, my mom's like artsy. So she had all our posters on my room on a, a clothesline. So we had posters on a clothesline. So we were done with the poster. We just took the poster off the clothesline, rolled them up, put them in the thing. That's poster and popped them up on the thing. So we never had a hole in the walls. So speaking of, you were talking about all of that and, um, I have to give a quick shout out because they're they are watching from the comfort of their recliner chairs in their living room. My parents, Mama and Daddy Bubbles, that's what they call themselves. Well, my dad doesn't; he would never say that. But <laughs> my mom calls herself Mama Bubbles, so they're watching. So, hey, Mom and Dad. Hey, how's hey. it going? Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Ringside Crew. Welcome to the fam. <laughs> Make sure you give us a follow so we can see the dancing cat. <laughs> we're watching on TV, geek. We're we're on TV right now. <laughs> Is your dream to run TV? There you go. Straighten there it up you. a little bit. Set up yeah. nice and tall. Yeah. There you go. Oh, look, there's my mom. Hi, Mama Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to be good. Yes, Mama's here. An awful lot of white t shirt you're showing there, Joe. No, I know. I <laughs> Female Panther fans, you know, they they, they like the mustache. Mm. It's that heel side coming out in you again. The heel side, Joe. Right? I was a greeter for eight years. I'm used to having mamas always say hi to me. <laughs> nice for the, the moms. There you go. Now I look, now I look professional. There you go. Um, there you go. You're next, Kiki. I got it, Joe. I, I... So um, going on to the, the 90s music, mine 
I was like a Bobby Brown fan. So I would have said like anything, anything Bobby Brown brought out after new edition, I was hooked. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though he was kind of bad, but still he had some good music. You know what I mean? He had some bad and good music also. So, um, what would who's you your, say? Was that, was that good? No, I was just going to say, who's your favorite opponent to work with? Oh yeah. There you go. Say it again. I can't hear you. Favorite opponent to work with. Favorite what? Opponent. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the dialect, man. <laughs> um, well, I've had one opponent, so <laughs> so um, and she's not my favorite of anything because she's my rival. <laughs> so um, I don't have a favorite opponent, but my rival is Reese Ramon. So there's that. Yeah. So if you want to talk some smack, you're more than welcome to. She did it last week, so there you oh, go. She did. She talked so much smack. Listen, if there's one thing Reese Ramon is good at, it's taking cheap shots to make sure she wins the the match. That's that's about it. Like, <laughs> so she does she does do that. Yeah. I don't know what else I can say for it, but listen, boys, listen. I will say it. You're hot off the press. You're getting it right here. I will get my revenge on Reese Ramon. Okay. It's coming. She better get ready because I'm going to burst her bubble. Ooh. It's going to happen. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I don't know when and I don't know where, but it's going to happen because I'm not giving up until I do. Ooh. Definitely. Get definitely. Yeah, that Reese. Oh, man. Careful, Reese. You're going to get bubbles put in your eyes. Ow. <laughs> that should be it. That should be that my finisher. Be your, that could be your weapon if you turned heel. You just take the bubbles and just do like. Yeah, the uh, actual bubbles and then blind people like the mist. I should just blow them so, uh, right in the eyes. <laughs> so bad. My sister did it just to play around with me and she blew the bubbles and I didn't think to duck or move out of the way. And I thought it was just going to be fine. For some reason, and the bubble went pop. I was like, ah, my eye. It was like, what was I thinking? Did you think the bubble was just going to go past my face? It just went. And this before I had glasses. <laughs> I wonder if my eyes are so bad. Soap in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of swimming in the Dead Sea. <laughs> the story. I think Joe knows the story I'm, I'm talking about, right? I think so. I think I've told you the story. I think. Yeah, one, one year I went to Israel, right? And what happened was instead I, I, I uh, floated backwards. So, you know, you could float, right? So I decided to do the stupidest thing and start to float on your stomach. The water goes into my eyes with the. But this is now, mind you, this uh, sea has so much salt in it, it burned my eyes. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, it burned your eyes. It's it's bad. So, <laughs> see, but, this yeah. is what you get here on Dudes at Ringside. You get random funny facts about us. You're like, do you hear, <laughs> hear that? <laughs> we're, we're talking about bubbles and we're talking about salt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's you mentioned pizza because we are literally the pizza pot, pizza taco podcast. That's us. Pizza and tacos. <laughs> okay. I told Geek when I come back to Long Island, we're gonna get a pizza and we're gonna go to Taco Bell and buy like the the box that has all the tacos in it and just uh -huh. like chat. Oh jeez, it's gonna be a party at dudes at ringside. <laughs> yeah, Geek's not gonna be able to walk there. You're like, I can't walk. I ate too much pizza yesterday, Joe. That's and cute. tacos. <laughs> Oh yeah, every, every every time Joe comes over to the Geek Lab, he drinks a lot of coffee. So there you it's, go. <laughs> and, and you can't blame me because the mod, ever so spiffy, kept making pizza, making coffee. She's like, "Joe, you want coffee?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm that guy. If you say free coffee, I'm like, sure. I'm not gonna say no. Like, Sarah, you would if someone offered you a free cup of coffee, you're gonna say, "Nah, I don't want that." Who yeah, but you kept, to free you, coffee. You kept going though. He kept going and going. I was like, this. Like, I, was like I, was, this. I was like, Joe, do you have <laughs> at the end of the day? Sarah, my hand was like, that was like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> By the last show, I was like, this. <laughs> if I had a tail, it would have been like this the whole show. Oh my gosh. I think my hand was like this. <laughs> but the end of the last, we did. Literally that day when she five. kept making coffee, five, five shows. Wow. Yeah. Five shows. And I was back like, to back to back. And I was like, wow, when are we gonna eat dinner? <laughs> <laughs> we ate lunch. We we had we had um what do we had? We had gyros. We had yeah. gyros that day. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember. Jo- yeah, Joe's the Energizer Bunny, indeed. <laughs> he hasn't stopped drinking the coffee. It's like, as you said, Sarah Freak. After one, after one, I, I'm just done. I'm like, okay, I think I had my cup for and the day. And also that day, it was like, yeah, it was like Beavis getting, if you know Beavis and Butthead. I in college, me and Geek were Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and I had too much coffee, especially in, in the plane. I was like, eh. <laughs> 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 the of the creek on Julio. That's oh my gosh, <laughs> that was me. I was like. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that was me the whole time. If I had a get, if I had the cup, I was doing like this. <laughs> and it was also Geek was all mad at me because we did the first show and he, I he totally, I missed him because he got mad at me. But I was like, dude, I was mourning my dog. My dog, we had to put my dog to sleep that day. <laughs> and oh, he still didn't click in his his little geek mind. I'm like, I put my poor honey down, and that's why I was late. <laughs> like I would have been there at like probably like ten o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like eleven o'clock. Been fine. But sheesh, no. sheesh, geek. Come on, man, have a heart. That's a real heel right there. <laughs> He's not even paying attention right now. He's probably playing like Wordle. Yeah, yeah, it is him. <laughs> what what exactly is Wordle? This new age game that people play. <laughs> It's like a word game, obviously. It's called Wordle. <laughs> it sounds good. I little to the imagination. We're going to have to hashtag this on the bottom of the episode when it goes on Facebook, Wordle. What is, what is Wordle? It's what like, is, it's going to be like, what is Wordle on search? I'm going to Google. <laughs> Listen, the guys in training always rip me about that because they're always like, all you do is Google everything. They're always, because like, they'll, they'll say something like, um, Oh, today, because, okay, so here's another thing about us. Our uh, training, our promotion, FTC, uh, it's failure to conform is what it stands for. But FTC is sponsored by a place called Time Warp. So Time Warp is like a hobby shop. I hope that's right. Um, oh, no. So they sell, like, all sorts of stuff. It's super cool. So they sell, like, wrestling, like, cards and figures. And they sell, like, Pokemon stuff. And they sell, like, um, gaming stuff. And they sell, like, sports stuff. And like, like anything you could ever imagine, like they have it in there. So it's super cool. Well, all the time they have like autograph signings. Um, so they'll bring in wrestlers. Um, like, for example, super cool. March 12th, we're going to have Kane. What? Uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I know who that is because I researched it and stuff. But every time they mention stuff, the guys are always like, oh, you had to Google that, didn't you? Like, <laughs> they're always giving me the hardest time about Googling. I'm like. Well, I have to learn it some way. Like, how else do you want me to pull out encyclopedias? Like, got to learn it. But yeah, so Time Warp is a, a big sponsor for us. They help us out a lot. Um, they put on a lot of shows. We've actually, in November, we held our first wrestling convention. And it was sponsored by FTC and Time Warp. And we're going to have another one in May. Um, so that's super cool. Um, through that stuff, I've been able to meet a lot of um, famous wrestlers. Probably the coolest one I've ever met was ODB. Wow. She was so cool. Like she introduced herself to me because I'm kind of socially awkward. Um, And then she wanted to hear how I got into wrestling. She wanted to hear my whole story. Um, She thought it was the coolest thing ever that I didn't know anything about wrestling. And a friend got me into it. Um, She wanted to hear about like my training, any matches that I've been in. Like she just wanted to sit and talk to me. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like she was so humble. And just down to earth and like the sweetest woman you'll ever meet in your life. That's um, so cool. She was awesome. I got to meet the Godfather. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's really cool, too. Like super down to earth guy. Um, he was really neat, too. But um, oh, the other one, the really cool uh, Malachi Black on AEW. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was really um, he was really neat. So he actually sat with all of us trainees and showed us some videos that he watches like on YouTube and stuff to get ideas and inspiration for his wrestling. And he like sat and watched it with us and was like picking it apart. Not like in a crit in a critiquing kind of way, but in a like, so here's what they do here and here's what they do here. And this is why this is good. And this is why I pull inspiration from this, like for probably the better part of an hour, he just sat with us and 
like we're in the middle of a convention like there's it's an autograph signing like <laughs> but it was That's starting awesome. to die down and there wasn't very many people like it was the end of the day you know what i mean so he just sat with us he was super like just chill and patient and and he just wanted to like teach us what he had learned basically mm. it was super cool mm. cool guy that's always good reassuring to to learn that for uh, veterans that have been there to teach younger wrestlers all about the business instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to fool this person today and mess with them because they're, because they're new, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, know what, you know what I mean by that? But like, like it's like they, like some like older wrestlers, I'm not saying who, but you know, a lot of older wrestlers like to, to mess with the younger wrestlers because just because they're new, it's reassuring to know that the vets are taking care of the young, the newer wrestlers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I saw you met uh Rikishi. How was that? Oh my gosh. Listen, he was so sweet. Um, we met, we met him and Scotty too hottie. They were at our most recent show. It was FTC's my way. We had that on February 12th. Um, they were both there. Uh, PCO was there. Are you familiar with wow. PCO? Yeah, yeah, PCO. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he was there. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. I'm so bad with names though. Like it's 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 really sad. Um, <laughs> but Rikishi was so cool. Like he was super down to earth and and like okay, I know I just said it, but I'm I'm really socially awkward. So um, my friend Brock's Boulder actually had asked me if I would take a picture of him with Rikishi. And so I did. And then Rikishi was like, well, now it's your turn. Like, I wasn't even going to ask because I'm just really backward and shy. So he insisted on me getting in there with the picture. And um, I actually have a picture of of Rikishi and Brock's Boulder and myself. And then he was like, all right, now you get out of here and I'll just take one with her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so it was like, a, it was just really, it was a cool thing. Like, he was just really chill and awesome. And, and Scotty Tuhati was the same way. Like, he was just really cool and chill and he did a seminar with us before our um our show that day and he just sat and talked with us and like just told us about his time as a wrestler and his time as a trainer at the training facility um about like what you need to know if you're going to be in there um a lot about um instructional stuff but also a lot just about character development and just like like being a good person basically <laughs> So it was really cool to learn from both of them. Um, I didn't get to talk a lot to PCO, but um, he was he was there. He talked to a lot of different people, but I'm just shy. Jordan Grace. Yeah. She yeah. was at our show. <laughs> um, and that was really cool for me, which is blowing my mind that I even forgot about her. But that was really cool for me because when I first started training, she was on my list of people that the guys told me to study. Um, so I had been studying her. I've been watching her. And then I'm sharing a locker room with her like nine months later, eight months later, actually. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like mm. that was really cool for me. Probably one of the coolest things other than meeting ODB, because that was her reaction to me was really cool. Um, but yeah, seeing Jordan Grace and just talking with her like right there in the locker room, like it's nothing. Like, That's pretty cool. Like, that is cool stories right there. Some cool stories. Did, they, did any of them give you any advice that you've taken so far, and you're just like, you went, we, you just keep going with it? I mean, I get bits and pieces from all of them. You know what I mean? Like, I just try to soak in as much as I possibly can when I'm around anyone. Um, because, especially coming from nothing, like from knowing nothing, um, when I'm around anyone, I just try to take what I can. But I think that the, the best advice I've got, and it's from all of them, is just relax and have fun. Like, <laughs> just try not to think too much about it. I told you earlier, I'm a professional overthinker. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's what I do. Um, but, like, even, like, Bobby's told me, Jillian told me, a lot of the guys in training have told me, and then a lot of the professionals that I've met have told me, just relax and have fun and don't think about it. Like, Bobby always tells us in training, this is our escape for the two and a half hours that we're in training um, two nights a week. That's when nothing else matters. Uh, bills don't matter. Like what's going on in your relationship doesn't matter. What's going on in your family doesn't matter. What's going on at work doesn't matter. For those two to two and a half hours, all you got to worry about is what's going on in the ring. You can just 
forget everything else going on in your life and just have fun. And that's what it should be. It should be fun. And that's, that's what I love most about it is I don't have to think about anything else while I'm there. It's just fun. Yeah. So that's, that's why I try not to think about it so that it can stay fun. <laughs> yeah. You don't think about what, what happened at home the day or two ago. You think about what's going on right in front of you with the wrestler you're trying to, with Bobby Blaze, trying to teach you how to do a, a front flip or whatever they were called. Arm drag. An arm drag or something that makes you happy, professional mm -hmm. wrestling. You're in your happy place right now. You're not at home. You're like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I got to do this. I got to wash clothes. I got to make dinner for my family. You're thinking as Sarah Bubbles, I'm training to do a front flip. Mm -hmm. You're learning from, you're under the learning tree of Bobby, Bobby Blaze, and that's all you care about at that moment. Yep. Yeah, so who, who is uh, a dream opponent you would love to face in the future? I really, I really want to get to the point where I want to face Delilah Doom. Like, I know she's, you know, it's not like she's on WWE or like, but she's so cool. Like, <laughs> I, I think she's awesome. I love her gimmick. Um, and I think she has a lot to offer. And I, I really honestly think she's super underrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she should be much farther than she is. And I really want to to be with her, like in a ring. You know what I mean? Um, I like her gimmick. I think we have a lot in common when it comes to that. And I like her style of wrestling. So I think I want to be in a ring with her. Mm. If my promoter's watching this, that's a hint. There, so. there's, yeah, there's a lot of wrestlers that I, on the indies soon today that are very underrated that should get shots more often. Then and then someone that is on the uh is on in on there and there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. But I'm saying there's like what I'm trying to say is like there's just so much indie talent that it's incredible right now, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very it's like almost makes me like smile to know these this these days, there's so much indies wrestlers that we're like me you're now just learning about that we never even knew about but when we were teens just learning about i'm i grew learn about the indies because a geek teaching me about ring of honor and like like back when we started going to indie shows there was there was indie wrestlers but now there's more of the internet and the instagrams and the facebook's we see so many different indie wrestlers on instagram and facebook now that we're like Man, I wish we had something like this back when we started watching indies. Like so much different variety of different types of characters and different things. And it's so awesome to know that you guys you guys have the the internet like by by the by the nose now that everybody could find you at the drop of a hat to like follow and and learn about and stuff like that. That's I think that's the cool thing about this areas of indies and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, back uh -huh. then it was only VHS tape, right, Joe? Yeah. yeah. Like, like someone would, someone would give you a VHS tape and say, "Here, watch this wrestler on VHS," and then they'll have to mail it to you. Yeah. It's like, now it's like, okay, go on YouTube, look up this person, and or in our case, since we do a podcast, I'm like, "Hey, do you have any clips from your matches?" And we get like five of them. I'm like, "Which clip do we use, Geek? <laughs> 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 Which one do we use? Because they're all pretty cool." Like. There's some clips and I'm like, nah, I can't use that. It's too grainy. I can't use that one. That one's too crazy. I'll use a big boot. Nah, I'll use both. <laughs> and then Joe uses all of them and puts them in a reel. Oh yeah. And I'll put them <laughs> make it like something random. But yeah, it's so cool to like see learn more about indie promotions from different states in different countries now than just learning about just the america's indies we me and geek now have our pulse on the actual world's indie promotions not just america's indie promotions we have the world on a that's why our logos we had a low a globe behind us because we 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 are able, we're able to see everybody's indies <laughs> that's what i love about it this era because yeah. <laughs> I love being back when we were back when we started out geek, but think about it. 
nowadays it's kind of fun because you can go on YouTube and look up blah 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 rest British wrestling. You get everything. You should definitely check that out. Um, look up. I know you you're just starting out, but you, she said you research on different uh indie promotions. Sorry, you should like look up like British wrestling, like British uh British like uh promotion we always have wrestlers on from. They're called uh, CPW, Coventry Pro. You should look them up. They're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw where you were promoting one of their shows that are coming up. Yeah. So I'll check it out. Oh, my gosh, Sarah, that match, the girl. We thought there was a cage. It wasn't. It was just in a ring, and they were handcuffed to the rope. Oh, my gosh. It was was like an elimination chamber, except they were all handcuffed. Golly. That would be crazy. And I kind of feel bad. I didn't ask the girl, um. Shorty, I was gonna ask her, but I forgot. But like, like, what if you're handcuffed and then the the heel wants to be messed up and just start beating you up when you're handcuffed? Yeah. How do you defend yourself? You defend yourself with one hand, like one hand, <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> they, they could take a cheap shot if they want to. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good promotion to definitely put on your list because they they have a lot of good characters and a lot of good character themes and stuff like that i'll definitely check that out yeah do, do you have any upcoming shows sarah or uh... um nothing set in stone yet um we'll definitely have something on may 7th maybe <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know um because there's always like they'll be like well we're probably gonna do this and then they'll be like no we're definitely gonna do this probably so <laughs> that's what that's what's weird about this this era also you think you're gonna have a show and they, they say at the practice okay we're gonna have a show on may 7th as you said and then you go to the next practice and they go yeah we have to scrap that idea because we can't we don't have enough wrestlers that are available and you're like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't think i have anything but i'll tell you when i do uh when i do have stuff i'm I'm pretty regular at promoting it on my social medias. So, and you could always ask your promoter if we could show your posters on the the the, the, the your show. You could mm-hmm. ask them if we're allowed to. You could send it to us. We will post the poster on our Instagram page to help you guys promote your shows. Oh, for sure. I know he would love that. Like he's all about getting it out there. But yeah, yeah. I'll definitely next thing we have coming up, I'll send it your way and. We'll get it all over internationally. Yeah. yeah. Every, every, it'll be everywhere. <laughs> Worldwide. We'll have Worldwide. British people flying to, flying to Ohio just to come to see a wrestling show. <laughs> there you go. That would be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, Sarah, we lo- we lo- we'd we love to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking the time out. Hey, I had a great time. This has been a blast for sure. <laughs> and if, guys, and if anybody wants to follow Sarah Bubbles or her her, uh, social media is uh, bottom social right, there. right there. Her Instagram, right her Twitter, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I'm Joe Panther the Third. I'm the Metal Geek, and I'm Sarah Bubbles, and we will see you in the next one. <laughs>